Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daft Differently. I am Rabbi Barry Chesler, and today's daf is Masachet Chagiga Cafe, Tractate Chagiga 25. The Talmud draws an inference from the language of the Mishnah. In Yehuda, Judah, the Ameha Aretz are trusted, but not in the Galil. What is the reason? Reish Lakish said it is because of a strip of land belonging to the Kutim, which separates the Galil from Yehuda. Rashi, Rashi explains that because this strip of land is governed by a decree of the sages that considers the land of the nations capable of transmitting impurity, it is impossible to bring wine or oil to Jerusalem from Galilee in a state of purity even for Chaverim. Therefore, it is not necessary to warn about Galilee. But perhaps one could bring the wine or oil in a chest, cabinet, or closet, which if closed would create an ohel that prevents the contents from becoming impure. Then one could bring wine or oil from Galilee in a state of purity. Kushitazis, Rabbi, where it says, a movable ohel is not considered an ohel. As we learn in a Brita, one who enters the land of nations in Shida Tevar Migdal, in a chest, cabinet, or closet, Rabbi renders impure, and Rabbi Yossi, son of Rabbi Yehuda, declares pure. Let them bring them in a sealed clay jar, for which the clay would protect from impurity. Rabbi Eliezer said they teach that Kodesh is not protected by a closely covered lid. Do we now learn in a Brita that the heifer is not protected by a closely covered lid? Can we not infer then that Kodesh is protected? No, for these waters which are not Kadosh are protected by a closely covered lid, even if we will later use them for the Chatat. Did not Ula say the Chavirim in Galilee did make wine and oil in a state of purity to be used when the temple was rebuilt? But why bother if they cannot get them to Jerusalem because of the strip of land? The Talmud answers, They put them aside, and when Elijah comes, he will render pure the strip of land so that the wine and oil can be transported. The next sugya begins with a citation of the phrase, that at the time of the olive pressing, the Ameha arts are trusted even on Truma. And they show a contradiction, citing a teaching from Mishnah Torah wrote, An Ameha Aretz who finishes pressing his olives, let him leave one basket and give it to a poor priest as Truma. The priest will then make his own oil in a state of ritual purity, meaning the Ameha arts is not trusted. Rav Nachman said, La Kasha, it is no difficulty. In the one case, it is early in the harvesting of olives, and the other, when it is late in the season, when it is already past the time of pressing, and the Amharitz is no longer trusted. Rav Adabar Ahava said, such as what constitutes the late olives? Rav Nachman answered, such as those in your father's house. Rav Yosef said, they taught about the Galilee with regard to the Amharitz not being trusted. Abai raised an objection. Transjordan and the Galilee, behold, they are like Yehuda. 
The Amehareits are trusted about wine at the time of wine, about oil at the time of oil, but not about wine at the time of, of oil, nor oil at the time of wine. The Sugya concludes, But it is as clear as we taught originally regarding the early and late crop of olives. The next Sugya is based on the clause that when the time of wine pressing and olive pressing have passed, they bring him a jug of wine he does not accept them, but rather puts it aside until the next pressing. They asked Rav Sheshet, the time passed and the Kohen did accept it, contrary to the Halakha, what is the law regarding setting it aside to the next pressing? He said to them, you have learned the answer to this in a Mishnah. It is taught in Demai that a Chaver and a Nam Haaretz, who inherited from their father an Nam Haaretz, he can say to him, that is the Chaver to the Nam Haaretz, you take the wheat in a certain place, and I will take the wheat in a different place. You take the wine in one place, and I will take the wine in another place. But he cannot say to him, You take what is wet, and I will take the dry. You take the wheat, and I will take the barley. And they teach about this, that some chaber burns what is moist, and puts aside what is dry. Why? Let him leave it to the next pressing. It is something that does not require pressing. So let him leave it till the regal? It is something that is not preserved until the regal. The next sugya begins with the remark of the Amaharitz who says, I separated within this barrel a fourth of a log of Kodesh, as Kodesh. He is believed about the purity of the oil in the barrel. We learn in Oalot that both Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai admit that we examine the Bay Pras, the field containing a grave that has been plowed over and may thus contain bone chips, which render something impure, for those who are going to make the Pesach sacrifice, but not for those who eat truma, for whom the leniency does not apply. What is the examining? Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, a man may blow on the ground of the Bay Pras. If there are bone chips, he will see them move and be able to avoid them as he walks through. Rav Barabba said in the name of Ula, a Beta Pras which has been trampled on is considered pure for those who bring the Pesach, for we did not establish the words of the rabbis, that is their decree, for an act of punishment of which is karet. But for the Ochlei Truma, the eaters of Truma, the rabbis did so decree, because the penalty is death at the hands of heaven. They asked of him, He examines for his Pesach offering, what is the law regarding his eating Truma? Ula said, if he examines for his Pesach, he is permitted to eat Truma. Rabbi Bar Ula said, if he examines for his Pesach, it is forbidden to eat his Truma. A certain elder said to Rabbi Bar Ula, Do not dispute the opinion of Ula, for there is a Mishnah like him. If he the Amar had said, I separated in this barrel a quarter of lug of Kodesh, he is trusted. Consequently, he is believed on Kodesh, and he is also believed for Truma. Also, he is believed on Pesach, so he is believed on Truma. The next Sugit takes up the phrase concerning jugs of wine and jugs of oil. We learn in the Brita that an Amaretz is not trusted neither on Kankanim drugs nor on Truma. The Talmud asks, jugs of what? If they are drugs of Kodesh, it follows that if he is believed on Kodesh, then he must also be believed on the drugs of Kodesh. Rather, they are drugs of Truma. It is obvious, if on Truma he is not believed, would he be believed on drugs? 
Rather, they are empty jugs used for Kodesh during the other days of the year. And he fills them with Truma at the time of the wine pressing. For we learn jugs of wine and jugs of oil, which are mixed, not Kodesh with Kodesh, is it not considered Truma? In the Academy of Ravachia, they said, it is a mixture of Kodesh. And is there a mixing for Kodesh? They said in the Academy of Rabbi Elai, when he makes Pyrrhus Tevo, he takes from it for libation offering. The final sogi on this Mishnah concerns the phrase before the wine pressing 70 days. Said Abaye, we derive from this that it is a law that the tenant farmer must trouble himself to obtain the drugs already 70 days before the time of the olive pressing, because in the Mishnah this time is considered like the time for the preparation of vessels for olive pressing. We now return to the Mishnah. From Moda'im inwards, Amehaaretz are trusted on earthenware vessels, but going out from Moda'im, away from Jerusalem, they are not trusted. How so? The potter who sells pots enters inside of Moda'im. The potter, the pots, and the buyers are all considered trustworthy. If he goes out, away from Jerusalem, he is not trusted. The Talmud cites a, a Brayta. Moda'im itself is sometimes considered inside and therefore trustworthy, and sometimes outside and therefore not trustworthy. How so? If the potter goes out and the chaver enters, it is considered inside. If two entered, to be concluded tomorrow. Until then. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.